Weekly Loss Podcast, episode number 190. Hey, cool, you fixed it. Don't expect anything. The chances of getting a signal are slim at best. Static's good, right? No. Reception is good. Wait, what's that? It's Russo's signal. Oh, crap. But this radio has a wider bandwidth. <laughs> That's what you call a party in a podcast. Hold it! Stop, do you hear that? Welcome to the weekly Lost Edition of the Generally Speaking Production Network. Now, here are your hosts, Stephanie and Cliff. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Weekly Lost Podcast. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. I'm Stephanie Ravenscraft. Woo! There she is. She <laughs> is here. To, that was awesome. Thanks. So, everybody, we are here for, obviously, our weekend review of Season 5, Episode 3 of Lost, titled Jughead. And, Stephanie, uh, I'm going to take a different approach to this week's review last week it was a lot of uh okay you know, different approach it, yeah, following d- along different approach um right. we uh, are very blessed to have an awesome member of our gspn tv community by mm-hmm. the name of jeff who basically while he is out on the road you know working on business and traveling takes like an entire sound studio worth of equipment actually i think it's just his laptop but anyway uh follow along with me here basically he asks hey cliff what audio clips are you definitely sure that you want from the episode he gets those clips for me and he is uh he goes through the process of even grabbing some additional clips so i was thinking stephanie you no know, you and i we did a pretty extensive initial reaction already you know what that usually gets us into trouble well, i've asked you to cut back on how much you do that the thinking thing yeah yeah i know so uh, here's what we're gonna do I'm going to play a clip. What we're going to do is... What we're going to do is have the folks in the chat room who have our... And your MacBook won't remember any of my logins. It's quite irritating. Well, I'm so sorry. And I know that was whole pre-recording and seems kind of random, but I'm on a rant here. And <laughs> I just thought I'd inter- you know, insert that in. Gotcha. Anyway, go ahead. All right. Back to the program. <laughs> Taking a different approach Taking and a, a long approach. time to explain it. So the folks, uh, we have some folks in our chat room who yeah. have the listener line, phone line open and available. Uh, and, and they're actually typing in the chat room uh, the phone number for people to call in whenever they like. And so what we're going to do here, back to this, okay? What we're going to do is we're going to play an audio clip. Okay, and okay. We, and that audio clip is going to cue you and I to discuss that part of the episode. Oh, okay. And if you in the listening audience out there, you want to call in and leave some feedback about that audio clip, then you want to dial as fast as you can so you can get in first because we're taking one phone call at a time. So, I'm Stephanie, so- <laughs> are you still lost? What's going on? I'm supposed to be lost. Oh, yes. Right? We are staying lost. But what's going on? Nothing. All right. I was just thinking, run, Forrest, run. All right. Said <laughs> as fast as you can, and I don't know. All right. It, it's inside my brain is a scary place. It's just a bunch of random, randomness. Just randomness. Yeah. It I is. gotcha. It's crazy. So, Stephanie, 
to to start things off, I have some audio clips that necessarily won't lead us to a lot of exploring the mystery kind of discussions mm, here. Yeah. I could do without that part anyway. Well, <laughs> I, I recognize that. And we're not going to go into a lot of that detail, tales, um, except for the fact that somebody may call in and, and add some. But what we're going to start off with is the audio clips, which I think are some of the best audio, like one-liners, two-liners, if you will, of the show. Matter of fact, in season in season five, I'm already loving so much of this dialogue. And so we are going to celebrate the dialogue that was in episode three. And here is the first clip. How did you escape? I ran, and it never occurred to you that they might follow you. Follow me. Their leader is some sodding old man. What, you think he can track me? You think he knows this island better than I do? Of course he does. Of course he does. Duh. Idiot. I I, I thought, personally, I just thought that was a very cool line. And (laughs) what's so funny? Well, I would love to actually go to type something and it type in the box instead of moving the screen all around. I mean, that would be really helpful to me. Okay. Stephanie, Stephanie's not going to be participating in the discussion of Weekly Laws podcast episode number 190. I'm not. She is instead experiencing technical difficulties. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my gosh. All right. So basically, we learn very soon after that clip that uh, that the person that speaks those very crazy lines, of course, is none other than, well, who is it? I said, Don't you want to know? Put the gun down, Whitmore. Your name is Whitmore? Charles Whitmore? What's it to you? Nothing. Nice to meet you. That Sweet. was a huge reveal Don't in this episode. And absolutely loved it. You know, here's the deal. We've, I, I think we're probably going to have to tone down our initial reaction. Because I know, we've, already, we've already talked we've, we've already talked in depth about so I know, much of we this gave, stuff. We we gave the uh the initial reaction far too much. We did. We did. Uh matter of fact, that was the most We call really could have stopped after that was totally wicked. <laughs> <That's> and <laughs> saved it all for the weekend. There you go. No, I'm glad we had the conversation <laughs> in in the interaction that we did have. And so we are going to go next into what I think is probably the funniest, um, some of the funniest clips in here. So I shouldn't have like liquid in my mouth as you play it? Probably not. Although you've heard all these lines, so I don't think they're going to make you spit out your liquid. I don't know. Depends on how funny they are. All right. Well, this one's not too funny, but it was a cool line. Who cares about the rifle? Where the hell have you been? If you've been going through what I have, James, maybe the more appropriate question would be, when the hell have I been? Exactly. Yes. Very good one-liner. And, of course, this one's, I, I think I pulled this one and put it out of place. But, anyway. Are they from the future, too? You told her. <laughs> I didn't think that the music really <laughs> matched that. Like yeah. The, the, yeah, it the seemed building look- up into the commercial the only, didn't, didn't really fit there. Yeah, the only way that was I... Was it a commercial or was it a That Sims was a commercial Twitch, you know? or something. I'm pretty sure it was I a commercial. I think they built into all their commercials like that. I, I, not all of them. However, one of the things that r- I really want to talk about uh, for just a second here is Ellie. And when... Okay. Uh, who was... Was it Locke that told her? Who? No. Yeah. Told her what? 
Was Locke the one who who, who told? No, it was Daniel. Daniel was the only one who okay. really had. I'm sorry. Daniel told Ellie about, you know, the coming yeah. from the future. That's the who island. Sawyer was talking to. Exactly. You the, told her. Yeah. And so basically, when Daniel told her, you know, oh my god, the islands, it's still here. Did you see her reaction to that? Do, do you remember her reaction? Her reaction was like. What are you talking about? And and it's like she's it wasn't like you're stupid, but she's like she was more interested. And and I just thought that you know, if anything, it's a little bit further evidence of something we're going to discuss discuss in just a little bit. Hmm. But uh, just keep that in mind, right? And yes, Ellie um, Daniel in the chat room was asking, just confirming if um, Ellie was the the woman soldier. Absolutely, yes. yes. So, uh, obviously, one of my other favorite lines in this was the, you know, the going back and forth about this Latin language. So, let's talk about this. Quine on some question to say is. Cake. What? Cognos quitus qui sumus. What language is that? Speaking Latin. That one asked why we aren't in uniform, and this one told him to shut up. And how is it that they know how to speak Latin, Julia? The same reason I do. Because they're others. Because there are others. I love that the others have a language. You know? I do. Well, it's not well, I their know language. It's, not th- it's an it's acquired a, language. Right. It's a language that they learned to communicate in this type of situation. Right. Not everybody knows Latin, Cliff. That's correct. Do Be- you know Latin? I do not know Latin. Me neither. It is the language of the enlightened. Yes. Who taught you Latin? Oh, there's 101. Got to learn Latin. Language of the enlightened. Enlighten my ass. <laughs> Sawyer's feeling a little left out in those conversations, I, think he I believe. Is. I right. think he's just kind of ticked off with the whole thing. Yeah. So here here's a here's a good one. And and this is John Locke, and this is one of the reasons why I'm really liking John Locke in this in this season again. Are you crazy? What were you thinking? Why didn't you shoot him? Because he's one of my people. He's one of my He's people. One of my people. I I love when. Um, oh yeah. Well, let's let's go ahead and 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 uh, play one more funny one. And this is Andrea's favorite, I believe. Um, right here. Are you crazy? What were you thinking? Why didn't you shoot him? Because. Oh, <laughs> wait, that's the one I just I played. I was going to say. <laughs> I was like, wow, he Sawyer said that with the same Twice? inflection that he mm-hmm. did the first one. Uh, no, here's the one I meant to push. What about you? Want to stay here in Crazy Town or help me rescue the geek? The geek. Crazy Town? Yes. All right. So anyway, here here's what I loved about John Locke is that he calls them my people. And when he sits down to talk to Richard, I really enjoyed how... He's like, listen, I'm I'm your leader, right? It's like I am your You're leader, le- right? And that 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 is what has had me not hating him these last three episodes is that in fact he is owning that that role. Exactly, exactly. We'll we'll play that conversation between Richard and, and willing to do whatever it takes to save the people, even if it means leaving the island and having to die. Right, right. The question has been out there whether or not Richard is a jumper or an ageless man. 
Right. All right. I was looking around various places and uh, I actually found this quote on the fuselage. And it was by a user by the name of Havoc579257. And he writes, or she, Last week it seemed everyone was jumping on the Richard time travel bandwagon. Although it seems that we finally get the answer. Richard is not jumping through time. And that's why he always appears the same age. He is just really, really old. More than likely, he came on the Black Rock. There was a great answer to this was a great answer to finally get no more debating, no more wondering. Richard actually lived through all of those flashbacks. He did not time travel. I agree. And here's the clip to uh, kind of go with that. Mm -hmm. How do you know Richard would be here? Richard's always been here. How old is he? Old. I'm going to take a break from audio clips for just a minute, and I want to jump to Lost in the News for a second. Okay. Can I do that? I I guess so. I'm just kind of here, right? Lost in the News. All right. So Amanda from Michigan posted in our, in our um, forum over at gspn.tv slash forum. Stephanie, you can actually scroll down with I'm me if it. you'd like. I'm working on it. And it's a article that's found on SciFiWire.com. And there's a link to it in our show notes over at gspn.tv slash forum. And basically, the title of the article is, What's up with lost Nestor, Car- is it Carbonell? Not aging. And uh, g- and the guy liner. All right. So basically, I'm not quoting the entire article here. Right. Uh, Amanda warned of of uh, minute spoilers, so I'm not sharing any okay. of that information. But there are two questions from this from this article that I thought would be interesting to share. So, Stephanie, I'll read the question. You read the answer that All he right. gave. Uh, let's see here. It appears that Albert is ageless. Does this affect the way that you play him? Okay, I'm okay. I'm not playing him as if he's 100 years old or several hundred years old. It's very clear, obviously, that the guy doesn't age, but I think that there is something to being a guy who's been around, a guy with some wisdom, a shrewd man who's seen a lot in his times here on this island and abroad. I hope that carries in some way into the character. All right. At the TV Critics Association, further known as TAC, tour, some reporters asked if you were if you wore eyeliner. Which Damon and Lindelof, Damon Lindelof and Carlton Cuse denied. What do you think of this? Okay, my brother sent me this link about the TCA where you guys were at. Someone had asked about whether I was wearing eyeliner. I think that Carlton came to my defense and he said he's 100% um, sans makeup. Or something like that. I could see why some people would think I have eyeliner on because my eyelashes are dark, especially the bottom row. Um, let's see, they're pretty dark. I've been dealing with it since I was a little kid, and so to me, it is very funny when it comes up, especially at TCA. My brother told me to look online and sort of Google something about that, and my name came up. Um, as a couple things. One of them was Maybelline Man. I've been dubbed by some people as Guy Liner. It's very amusing. All right. So he's just one of those men who are blessed with 
awesome eyelashes that yeah. every woman would want to have. Every woman would want to have. So somebody in the chat room said, uh, it looks like Lisa says, you know, Richard needs to le- lay off the eyeliner. And as it turns out, I mean, He's not. It, it is not eyeliner. That is just his natural, dark, thick eyelashes. Yeah. And every woman would want eyelashes like that. Or is it eyelashes or eye, eyebrows? Or uh, eyelashes. Eye, eyebrows are up here, I'm the sorry. ones that you have like Albert Einstein, baby. Hey, I, tri- <laughs> I trimmed my eye- eyebrows. Leave me alone. For learn. now. And it looks like John disagrees um, in the chat room here about um, Richard. And he's mm-hmm. writing, I think he's from the future. And I got to get that back here. Uh, but has come back. That has to, that explains his clothing. Although I think his clothing, when we actually see him in the it, kind of the 70s kind of era when, mm-hmm. when Ben comes to the island and Richard shows up, I think that that's more that has more to do with the style that people were were. I mean, those were the hippie days, you know, just at following the hippie days and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I my my feeling is that Richard was just dressing the part, if you will. Okay. As far as his clothing is concerned there, I believe that, you know, the others, obviously, we've seen them uh, dress Tom up as Mr. Friendly. Mm-hmm. And so there's no doubt that the fact that they. They definitely have some wardrobe changes that they make from time to time. Right. All right. So anyway, uh, that was lost in the news. That's all I lost had for the, in the news. Exactly. Okay. All right. So we're back to Is that all you had for, for lost in the news for, for now or no, that's for, not it. Oh, okay. Did you want to share some other stuff? No. Well, since we're here, you can tell, uh, did you stay up and watch Evangeline Lilly on? I didn't. I went to bed like right at what was she last, on she Conan was... O'Brien? No. Maybe yeah, it was. It was. It, it was, was a really boring interview. She's made. I mean, she's been making her rounds. Good she morning, was America. On Good morning, America. Which again, I missed. And um, she was on Dave, and she's she's been you know doing her thing. Yeah. To build this up, but um, I I didn't catch that. You stood up for that. Right. Uh, well, I, I did stay up for it, and they did not talk about Lost at all. They never do. I know. It's ridiculous. They why, never do. Why, why put them on the show? Yeah. Um, just so that they can say, hey, Lost airs 9 o'clock Wednesdays on ABC. <laughs> it's not that I'm... It's not that I... And I don't mean that to say that these aren't interesting people right. and that it wouldn't be great to know a little bit more about them. But can we at least speak Lost you know something no, tell us won't. how you feel and right. i understand you're not allowed to give up the future blah 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 and you don't know all that stuff when you're not going to be able to give us all that how about talking about what it's been like to you know and, and i recognize it's like well how, how's it to be live in hawaii i know they've done all that mm-hmm. but how do you feel about the direction of the show and what you've right. seen so far uh how do you feel about how it left off i mean something about the show would be great they're also under contract that they can't they can talk, talk- about they, you know. They're allowed to talk about what's happened so far and been released on television. They are allowed to talk about that. Um, yeah, the last time I watched an interview with Evangeline and Lily, it was on Jimmy Kimmel. Uh-huh. And she talked about having one of her front teeth filed down because it was uneven with the other. Right. And um, I watched an interview with, I think it was, it was with um, Josh Holloway. And he talked about going four-wheeling with his wife it was like seriously which i do believe that they're expecting a baby that's lost in the news isn't it yes i think so josh and his wife now uh nicole in the chat room uh just put a link in here and says here's a link to the jimmy kimmel spoof on 
Uh, from, oh, the Hot Pocket? That yeah. was hilarious. Have you seen it? Because yeah. I haven't. Would it make you for were, good audio? You were fiddling around. Would it make for good audio? Um. Well, we'll find out. Yeah, I think Because I'm going to hit would, play yeah. right now. Yeah. So here we go. YouTube, don't crap out on me. And, of course, You know, there's been 237 brutally long days and nights since uh, we've had a new episode wow. of the show Lost. It happens to he be my know. favorite show, and it's finally back on the air. Tonight was the two-hour uh, season premiere, and I really I pity those who don't watch it because it is, it is a great, great show, and you can only imagine how delighted I was when I got the chance, finally, after many, many years of begging, to force my way on to tonight's big fifth season premiere. Okay, so I do just want to say I apologize for um, for this uh, audio quality. And before you go on, I um, was just watching some of the um, the the past chat room chatter, and um, someone mentioned that she was that Evangeline Lilly was on Letterman, and he doesn't watch the show. And I will have to say that that is absolutely frustrating mm-hmm. to watch an interviewer interview you know the these actors and they don't even watch the show that they're on yeah i mean it lost aside any show yeah it is that's why if I, you want to get a good jimmy kimmel or if you want to get a good lost interview you need to watch jimmy kimmel or ellen because yeah. both of them are diehard lost yeah, absolutely fans. all right well let's go ahead and finish up this clip here and find out what he's got going on so we have a hot pocket in the microwave Hey! Ah! <laughs> That's awesome. Okay, now you ruined a perfectly good hot pocket. Get away from me. Get away. Hey, relax. I'm a big fan of the show. All I want to know is what the hell is going on. No way, dude. Say so you warn me about you. <laughs> oh, flashback? <laughs> nice. Take one down and pass it around. 47 bottles of beer on the wall. 47 bottles of beer on the wall. 47 bottles of beer. Take one down and pass it around. 46 bottles of beer on the wall. 46 bottles of beer on the wall. We done? I know, Hurley. I know what this is. Sawyer and Jack and Kate and Locke and Walt and... Um, the Korean people and that annoying interracial couple, they told me everything. They never trust you. Oh, really? Well, tell me something, Hurley. If a plane is flying from Australia to the United States and crashes in international waters, where do they bury the survivors? You're, you're playing one of your mind games. You're damn right I am. And you know why? You don't bury survivors, do you, Hugo? <laughs> do you? All right. Well, if you won't tell me... Maybe you'll tell Mr. George Washington. <laughs> he bribes him with a dime. No. no. No? Huh. Well, I guess it's time to break out your best friend then. What's that? His name is Pete. Pete Zuh. <laughs> <laughs> Not until you talk. Who is Jacob? Is Jack's father alive? (laughs) 
What's up with that big black foot with the four toes? <laughs> Talk to me! Well, you leave me no choice. I guess I'm gonna have to tickle you. <laughs> Never, dude. Get back here, you big cuddly bastard! <laughs> and he licks the wall. Or no, wait. Yeah? Yeah, he does. Oh, he did! Oh! Ham. And cheese. That is good stuff. That is good stuff. That was funny. Jimmy Kimmel rocks. He does. He's funny. He is. A, he is a super funny guy. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Interesting. So somebody else linked to um, an interview. It looks like with um, Evangeline Lilly. So you want to pull that up real quick? Go ahead. Why not? Why not? We all know it. Somewhat sad news, maybe exciting. 32 more hours left of loss. The hit show's creators have announced that they will wind it up in 2010, which means fans are digging into that new fifth season with extra fervor. Joining us this morning, Evangeline Lilly plays Kate Austin. You told us you won't give us any secrets. Especially not to Robin. Especially not to Robin. <laughs> if you're going to give them to anybody, you, you give them the Robin. But let me of ask course. you this. Somewhat of a secret. How do you keep it straight, even getting the scripts? Where is the island? Is the island there? It's not there, but it's okay because I'm not on the island. I'm somewhere else. How did I get here? I have no idea, but I'm going back. Not sure how. Yeah. How do you keep this straight? Well, I don't keep it straight. I'm completely lost. I'm as lost as everyone else. No pun intended. Oh, that works. Um, there's a man on our show named Greg Nations who keeps all of it straight for the rest of us so that if any of us are ever in doubt, we just call Greg and Greg will keep us straight. He tells us what's going on. But this season, I have, um, I've actually abandoned reading the scripts other than my portion <laughs> and so now I'm watching it as a viewer which is really exciting I got That's to watch awesome. the first and the second hours of season five had no idea what was happening on the island and so it was all new for me so that's really fun now the brains of the operation in the Cuomo household my wife watches lost all the time so she clued me in a little bit you are off the island correct you are raising a child yes not your child not my own some people are now trying to decide about that you are panicked you don't know what's going on fair enough yes correct all right that will set up our clip which we will now watch in this very intricate plot this is kate played by evangeline Lilly, in this conundrum <laughs> I think Jax is trying to get me in general. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know why I'm making that reaction, but because mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't you don't know anything. It's the I brains know. of the operation. Your wife would be able to tell she you. She would. She would be very impressed by that. that. I do remember though that you were the envy, right? Because you had all of these very handsome, scene? heartthrob guys all It'd after you be. on the show. Um, uh, yeah, well, luckily there wasn't any I had interaction t- between I, I, Jack I and two Kate characters that sort of caught in the middle of this. We call our love triangle, which is now extended to be a quadrangle, because we'd always like more. Um, there's uh, Elizabeth <laughs> Mitchell, who plays clip. Juliet Uh-oh. on the show, uh, has has only made that that triangle more interesting. Would you have ever been able to predict the course that this show has taken? No. Absolutely no way, not in a million years. When we started on the show, I assumed we'd be playing survivors constantly, all the time. And it's turned out that I've played sort of 
a thousand million different things outside of being a survivor. I mean, survival became the secondary issue, and the mythology of the show is so much bigger than, than that ever will ever be. Well, the proof is in the pudding. The more bizarre the plot gets, the more people tune in, the more uh, attached they get, so it's all working well. But I, I have to tell you, please. filming here is the most distracting thing in the world. There are flashing lights out there. There are people here. I can see clips there. <laughs> Sorry, you get used to it. I want to draw attention to good work that you're doing. Okay. Uh, the group is called Troubled Abandoned Street Kids. Uh, there's an right. organization called Our Favela. Favela so anyway, uh, definitely a little bit of information there that we definitely weren't planning to well, get. Chris was trying to warn you that it had a spoiler in it. but Oh, well. Oh, well. I think you'd already moved on by then. Yeah. So. Well, anyway, um, the good news is that it, it's not really that much of a spoiler because there is not the, no real information there that exactly. hasn't already been provided. It would be crazy to, to assume that in the next episode, if they show us, you know, hopefully you guys will forgive me. Uh, and uh, from now on, I won't play on clips unless I... I'm completely aware of what's well, in them. you know what? Maybe not. But anyway, uh, so let's get back to the show notes of, of some of the things that have been going on. And, of course, the phone lines are still open if anybody wants to call in. Uh, we talked about how old Richard is. Um, dude, yeah. dude, what is this? Richard to Daniel. Oh, this was a good one. And, of oh, course. darn it. What, Stephanie? I just dropped my shoe. Oh, gosh. I sit here barefoot. <laughs> we gave him the opportunity to leave the island peacefully. They weren't willing to do that, so I was forced to kill them. All of them. Forced? By whom? You answer to someone, don't you? You follow a chain of command, right? Yeah. Yeah, well, so do I. All right, so. Yeah, well, so do I. So Richard was forced to kill them. Mm-hmm. Was this Jacob? I don't know. Obviously wasn't Ben. Certainly wasn't Woodmore. Right. But Richard used Ben, right? Not. No, because no. that's. Ben's that's not here still yet. Still in the future. This yeah. is 1954. Right. So who's in charge of Richard? I need to call Greg Nations. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he would share the information to this question yet. I'm a little confused. No, not, not to this question. Just to. Gotcha. Oh, you mean to yeah. to get your time straight? To get the timeline straight. Gotcha. Gotcha. I think if I saw it in in order, mm-hmm. it might help me a little bit. Yeah, that's some. You know, flip I flip one of them whiteboards sideways and start writing it out for me. <laughs> Let me get you a diagram going here, babe. Right. All right. So, um, oh, okay. Charles Widmore uh, asks uh, Desmond to do something, and mm-hmm. uh, Charles seems to be right on top of things. Deliver your message, and then get out of this mess. Don't put Penny's life in danger. Danger? You're getting yourself involved danger. in something that goes back many, many years. It has nothing to do with you or my daughter. Wherever you were hiding, go back there. All right, I'm just going to play that very go beginning part right here. Deliver your message, and then get out of this mess. Deliver your message, and then get out of this mess. How did Widmore know about the message? That Desmond is to deliver. Why he knows that he's looking for? Did didn't Desmond say he had a message to deliver to? Oh, did he? I don't. I thought so. Oh crap! All right, never mind. I don't know. I'm no. That makes maybe I'm making stuff up. No, it just makes too much sense. And now I've just like it's like okay, whatever. Um, Well, you know what? I make a fool of myself on this show all the time. So okay, so you're in good company. 
Well, wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Here is what I'm confused on. Okay. Is how Charles can say that Desmond is not a part of this mess. Desmond's not a part of this mess, yes. Because. Well, he is. Widmore intentionally had him crash his boat on that island, did he not? You would think something like that. Was he not directly involved in that? I don't know. He's the one who sent him he on the He sent him on the race. On the Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. think that I think Charles still has ulterior motives. I don't think he really wants him to hide Penny. You think he's using a little reverse psychology. Yep. And it's actually going to work whereas when they tried to do that on Life on Mars, it didn't work out so well. <laughs> no, it didn't. All right. But that's for a whole other podcast some other time. Here's another um, ep- a clip from the, uh, whatever, I'll just hit play. Forget it. I can't talk. <laughs> Why do you keep looking at me? No, no, I'm, I'm not. I, you I'm, are. You know what? You're right. I'm, I'm sorry. It's just, you look so much like... Someone I used to know. Someone other than the girl you just professed your love for? Well, aren't you the Romeo? Far from it, believe me. All right. When I originally, when we watched the episode on Wednesday, I thought he was talking about her reminding him of that girl that we saw Desmond to go visit. Yes, the picture. No, the girl. Oh, the, which isn't the girl that was in the bed, isn't she? In the picture with oh Faraday. yes, there was a picture. Okay, so same that's how thing. Desmond. Yeah. That's what I thought too. But a lot of people are speculating that possibly she could be his mother. Mm-hmm. And as I am, and I'm totally on board with that. Okay. And remember, you said you didn't, you couldn't see how it was possibly anything else. Yeah, I was just saying. So I'm, you're among yeah. those who are speculating that. Yeah. Okay. I just wanted to make sure. All right. All right. Well, Anne called in. Uh, Anne from Germany uh, in the GSPN.TV community uh, left us some feedback. And she seems to think that we were saying that um, that it was the opposite. But um, let me go ahead and play Anne's call and then we'll respond. Hi, this is Anne from Germany. Um, I just wanted to say something about um, Ellie and Faraday. Because you mentioned that Ellie cannot be Faraday's mom because um, Faraday didn't recognize her. Um, But he did. Um, He said that she reminded him of someone and that she looked familiar. So um, I think it was kind of obvious that Ellie is his mom and is therefore Miss Hawkin. And, um, well, that's all. I love the podcast. Keep up the good work. Bye. All right, Anna. Thank you so much. Uh, but in in the initial reaction podcast, we were quite clear that we one hundred percent. Well, I one hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I, I have no doubt. One hundred percent. I said yes. I agree. One hundred. That definitely, Mrs. Hawking is Daniel's mother. And the right. In fact, um, well, let's just let Matt or no, let's uh, let. And Dave, I said I didn't think that it could be any other way. Right. Although I'm not 100 percent positive that they won't throw you a curveball. Sure. So we we're right on there with you. And uh, if you go back and listen, you'll see that we are definitely on board with what you're saying. Here's what Dave in Pittsburgh has to say about the topic. Hi, this is Dave from Pittsburgh. Go Steelers for the Lost Podcast. 
Um, I have a theory about <laughs> Daniel Faraday's mom. Actually, I stole it from a friend. But uh, he thinks, and I agree, that Daniel Faraday's mom might just be that time lady, the gray-haired lady that uh, um, Ben knows and, and uh, that showed up in Desmond's uh, flashback or actually time travel or whatever that was. Um, maybe that's her. I mean, there's not a lot supporting it other than the fact that she, we know she's in Los Angeles right now, and um, Desmond finds out that um, Daniel Faraday's mom is in Los Angeles. So maybe it would be cool. I kind of think it would be somebody that we already are introduced to because that would, be, that would make it all the more interesting. But, and if that's true, this is even further a stretch, but in the last episode, uh, Daniel Faraday is being, you know, uh, chaperoned or held under gunpoint by the... Uh, the the young British uh, soldier, other girl, and he she looks familiar to him. Now, maybe the age would be right. Maybe she is actually Daniel Faraday's mom. I don't know. Pretty out there. And in fact, it's kind of a stretch to think that he wouldn't remember what his mom looked like. But you never know. He's having memory problems anyway. So, um, so maybe that's the case. She'd be about the same age as Widmore, and we see how old he is on the on the island there too. So, some crazy theories. Uh, hope you enjoy them, uh, and just let me know how you think. What you think? Thanks. Bye. Did okay. I say that? Yes. That I thought that Penny and Faraday were going to end up being siblings. I think you did. So, but um, Edith just chat typed in the chat room here, and I'm pretty sure that this is what I said on Wednesday night was that. Um, he said that that she reminded him of someone mm-hmm. that she looked familiar. Yes. And Edith just said, let me find it. Um something about okay. Um what bothers me is hasn't he seen pictures of his mom when she was younger? Wouldn't he recognize her then? Mm-hmm. And so that was I think you'd get more of just the oh you look familiar feeling. If he was standing in front of right his mom and my my feeling on that and to answer that question and I know Chris Lackey in the chat room says for him it seems just a little too convenient that this would be you know his mom but you know I, the fact that we're all talking about it and speculating I think it's maybe not altogether one hundred percent obvious but it just makes a lot of sense and all the puzzle pieces are there. But as far as the question, such as, you know, why doesn't he just automatically recognize this is mom? And it's because, well, on the island, you know, she's when she's this age, she's on the island. And so obviously, I don't think they're, you know, sitting there posing for pictures for each other and keeping scrapbooks and all that stuff. And maybe they are. But the thing I'm thinking of is maybe when she comes away from the island, for whatever reason, her and Widmore together even, maybe, possibly, you seem to think that maybe that, that you know, that Widmore could be Daniel's father. So in if that... If we're going on this right, speculation so, that she is... So they, co- they come off of the island for whatever reason, and they go into hiding or what have you, and they destroy all evidence of the fact of who they were and stuff like that. Same way, you know, they needed a cool code name. Mrs. Hawking sounds good. But Charles Woodmore didn't change his name. This is true. He didn't get a cool code name. No, he did not get a cool code name. He's not cool enough. He and Hurley need to hook up and get some cool code names. Right. So anyway, do you have anything else about that? Because it kind of just 
confuses me and gives me a headache. Well, I'll just read one little note here. Uh, This is, um, I don't know where I found this, but anyway, uh, most everyone agrees that Mrs. Hawking, most everyone, not everyone, Mm -hmm. but most everyone agrees that Mrs. Hawking is Daniel's mom. says Mrs. Hawking is Eloise and Faraday's rat was Eloise. Eloise. Mm-hmm. So there's another tie. That's creepy. Um, the gun-toting girl escorting Faraday is Ellie, and she looks somehow, somehow familiar to Faraday. It's 1954, 54 years from the missing Mrs. Miss Hawking conducting the pendulum tests. So the age is right, and finally, Des is directed to Los Angeles to faraday's mother which puts her in in proximity of ben's you know 2006 mission that they're on mm-hmm. so i think all the puzzle pieces are there the i, I mean you have ellie fami- he, you look somewhat familiar and the name of my rat is eloise yeah i'm sorry don't name a rat after your mom <laughs> maybe he's not too excited about his mama so anyway that's true it's Still gross. <laughs> All right. So uh, here's here's the last audio clip from the show that I have to share. Oh, and this is good, good stuff right here. I gave you this. Yes. After you were shot in the leg and I wandered out of the jungle to patch you up. That's right. And why don't I remember well, any of this? Because it hasn't happened yet. <laughs> I'm not sure what you're expecting me to say, John Locke. I expect you to tell me how to get off the island. That's very privileged information. Why would I share that with you? Because you told me that I had something very important to do once I get there. And because I'm your leader. You're my leader. That's what you told me. Look, I certainly don't want to contradict myself, but (laughs) we have a very specific process for selecting our leadership, and it starts at a very, very young age. All right. What year is it right now? It's 1954. All right. May 30th, 1956. Two years from now. That's the day I'm born. Tustin, California. And if you don't believe me, I suggest you come and visit me. Oh, no. What's wrong? It's about to happen again. You need to tell me now, Richard. How do I get off the island? Please, tell me! Hey, we have a call. You sure did wait long enough. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. You tell them how it is. I was talking to you, not them. What did I sure wait long enough? You, we were just talking in circles for a little while. Oh, okay. <laughs> Let's see who's on the line. We have Andrea on the line with us. Andrea, go ahead. Hi. Hello. Uh, no, I was just going to comment that I really love the whole, how they're bringing back the concept of, of the compass. I thought that was so cool, how they're bringing it back to, what was it that we said it was? Uh, the Dalai Lama tradition of how they find a leader? Yes, Absolutely. So that that was cool. Yeah, they even said, you know, it starts at a young age and we have a selection process of who's going to be our leader. Def- yeah. Definitely ties into to some of the, you know, the theories that were going around about that when we saw, um, what what episode was that when we saw John Locke as a young boy? Um, I don't even remember, but I don't think it was that long ago. Yeah, it, w- it wasn't too long ago. No, I but was- I don't know. Probably a John centric episode from last season. Yeah, I'm gonna guess. I was waiting for the chat room. Somebody's definitely gonna type it in in just a second. But uh, I basically um, I agree with you that it's definitely awesome to see that the um, the compass and understanding why 
Richard actually goes. Season four, episode ten. Okay. We will listen to Stephanie. Cabin, <laughs> cabin not, fever. It, okay, yeah. Cabin fever. Yeah. Very cool. Which so, is, isn't that when he goes into the tent and gets high? And who gave us that in the chat room so I can give hmm? him food on? John? No. Jeremy. Okay. Jeremy gave us cabin fever, but John gave us season four, episode 10. Okay. Well, thank you both. Sweet. <laughs> just trying to give credit where credit is Absolutely. Due. You don't win anything. Just your name <laughs> mentioned here. Yes. <laughs> and Edith says, I did before John. <laughs> I missed that one. Go, Edith. I'm, I was getting ready to Google it myself. And All right. So so what did you think about this interaction uh, with with Richard? I love the line. I, I certainly don't want to contradict myself. Yes. That, that is hilarious. Line. And I love how John is like, come on, catch up with me. Let's go. Let's do this. Tell me how I get out of here. Right. Yeah. So did you have anything else you wanted to add to that part as well? No, that was it. All I right. wanted to Anything else at all? Yeah, I got nothing. All yeah, right. me neither. <laughs> oh, sorry, guys. We go together like peas and carrots. There you go. <laughs> all right, Andrea, we'll talk to you soon. Bye, guys. Bye-bye. All right, folks, we have a, we have another line open and available for anybody that wants to call in. Uh, Nicole's Lost blog over at nicoleslost.blogspot.com mm-hmm. has a post back on the John Locke gets the Dalai Lama test. This is back from Monday, May 12th, 2008. It says, little kid Locke is playing backgammon. Richard Alpert comes and does his reincarnation test of some sort with a baseball glove, a book of laws, tube of sand, a compass, mm-hmm, a comic book, and a knife. He sees a drawing Locke did, which, of course, is clearly of the smoke monster. Locke picks out the tube of sand, the compass, the knife. Albert gets angry and leaves in a hurry. So, basically, he picks out the knife and, and obviously was not what he wanted. Now, she quoted an an article from the tail section uh, in which it says, In Cabin Fever, Richard Alpert gave Locke a test in which he placed various objects in front of John and asked him to identify which ones were his. Uh, Though this might have seemed strange and unique to the lost universe, this test is actually taken directly from the Tibetan Buddhism. Uh, Upon the death of the Dalai Lama, a search... a search begins for his successor. Children who are identified as possible reincarnations of the Dalai Lama are presented with objects which belong to the previous Dalai Lama and asked which one are theirs, according to Wikipedia. And, of course, there's a lot more in there, and I'm sure if I can remember, I will put a link to that in the show notes. Very cool. All right. In fact, So, anyway, I am- John is... Telling us it was episode 11, not 10. Episode 11, not cabin 10. Cabin fever. But it was still cabin fever. It was still cabin fever. That's good to hear. All it's right. Just telling you the wrong episode title. All right. And or it, number. <laughs> and so let's see here really quickly. Matt St. Louis, listener feedback. I'll put it right before listener feedback. Link to Nicole's lost blog on Dolly Lama. <laughs> Be cool if I knew how to spell. That would probably D-A-L-A-I. help. D A L A I. All right, so now that's in the show notes. 
forever cool. ingrained. Anything else in those show notes there, Clifford? Well, we're just going to go to some listener feedback, if that's listener okay with you. feedback. Yes. Colonel Locke, is this line secure? Line, line secure, secure. Go ahead. Hey, Cliff, Stephanie, Toy. <laughs> this is Michelle from Texas. This is Kim from Indiana. Josh from California. Jennifer from Florida. Sam in Tucson. Kimberly from California. Paul in Memphis, Tennessee. Listener feedback. Target area is acquired. We are a go. Roger that. Alrighty, we have some feedback, Stephanie, and I would love your assistance if you don't mind. Are you there? Oh, we have. Well, we've got some live <laughs> listener feedback. Let's see who's on the line. Okay, folks, we have Chris from Peoria, Illinois, on the line. Chris, go ahead. What'd you have for us? Hey, I was thinking back uh, when Widmore was back on the island. He said it was his island. And, yes. Uh, theorizing the reason that Widmore would say it was his island was possibly because he was next in line to be leader of the others. And then Locke came in and changed things. So we were thinking maybe Whitmore was in line to be the leader, but now Locke has came in and changed the uh, leadership roles around. That's an interesting theory. It is. I, I like that. Can Stephanie? I ask where Ben fits into your theory? Uh, well, then I'd have to have an answer for that, and I don't have one really. Well, can no. I ask you to think about it and call back when you have one? Yes, very much <laughs> Don't don't listen to her. Come on. I was just kidding. Stephanie, come on. She's accosting our listeners here. That was not accosting. I'm just asking. Can you call back when you got a clue? No. That's not what I said. You might as well have. Chris, are you still there? Yeah, the uh, the first episode I ever watched was the season five premiere, so... <laughs> well, then I commend you for having a theory. I and, really do. And we thank um, you for calling in. How about I can say, maybe to support your theory, I would say that they had to choose someone as an interim leader until John Locke got there. Yeah, well, before Locke got there, they would have had to choose a leader. Yeah. Yeah. And knowing well, if they would have given it to Widmore, he wouldn't have given it up yeah. when John got there. Here, here's what I would say. I, I would definitely, I, I wouldn't say that, that Widmore, okay, here, here's what I'm thinking. Okay, we see 1954. Widmore is obviously answering to Richard. Okay. There's no question about that, which doesn't mean that Widmore could never become the quote-unquote leader of the others, because we also see uh, Ben as a young boy on the island, and Richard's still there, and obviously gets to know Ben, and as Ben grows up, Ben becomes quote-unquote the leader of the others. And and so, if, and if anything, I'm going to add to kind of, I'm going to ask to modify your theory, at least in my mind, and think, okay, at this point in 1954, uh, obviously Widmore is not the leader of the others, uh, Richard is answering to somebody else, and that somebody else, maybe possibly being Jacob, uh, ends up eventually saying, I want Widmore to take over as the leader, kind of fulfilling the same role, the same role as R-O-L-E, as Ben filled from everything we've seen up till this point. And something happened in such a way that Widmore had to go turn the frozen donkey wheel and Ben may have been on the island at that point in time or not. Okay. I'm not sure. And maybe it was between the two of them who turns the wheel. Did they have to flip a coin? I don't know. 
What do you What do you think about that, Chris? Uh, Your head's spinning. It makes sense. Cool. I mean, one of them would have had to turn the wheel. Yeah. But if he had to turn the wheel and get off of the island, how come he's trying to get back now? He's trying to find it to get back. Take over his island. Yeah, it's his. He feels but like it's his island. Moved, once they got off the, once they move it, they can't go back. That's what that's Ben what, says. But have you? Yeah, I've never known Ben to really tell the truth. Thank you. <laughs> See that? That's the one thing. <laughs> Chris, did you have anything else before before we let you go? Okay. okay. I'll tell you what. I I thank you for calling in, and uh, and you feel free to call in whether or not no, you have absolutely. any substantiating proof for anything because we're just here. Please, no, all I talking. Was- Please know I was just right. kidding. When, when Stephanie's not there next time, that'll, that'll work better. <laughs> nice. I'm so sorry. I was to a few old ones when you weren't on it, so I knew you hadn't done a few. All right. <laughs> oh, my nice. goodness. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Stephanie. I was just kidding. I so, know you were just kidding. And, and I'm also not going to explain myself away no. here. So. But... <laughs> Some people don't get me. That's cool. I know. Cliff's one of them. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> After 13 years, I get you. So, I was going to say something. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, th- th- here's the one thing that I don't get. Is everybody believes that Ben can't go back to the island. Because Ben says, once you, once you, once you move the island, you can never go back. Well, hello, Ben doesn't always tell the truth. That doesn't that, always or doesn't ever. Yeah. And you know? if she, I wonder is Chef four, I think so. four five seven five. Yeah. Okay, so he said he was only joking as right. well. I know. I just want to make sure yeah. that everything's cool here. I, I just, You're the one that I'm worried about. I've got to do damage control. <laughs> You're gonna kick me off and pick up uh Chris. Chris totally. <laughs> hey Chris, uh I've still got your application here. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. He wanted my job, you know. I tell you, I, I, I think that you don't was actually. Have to fire me. Yeah, I think that was actually Chris on the line mm-hmm. pretending. No, uh, but anyway. So, yeah. So basically, this. I mean, obviously, Ben's trying to get back to the island with everybody else, right? So I don't think that that he's telling the truth. I think Widmore could have been in in the same position, and Widmore's also trying to get back to quote unquote his island. Okay. I got so. it. Anything else? I don't know. The only other thing I can think of that would be interesting is to think that um, Widmore is also ageless. But we've seen him age. Aha! See, I was waiting for that because that, that was the next obvious question. You're ageless, and if your original inhabitant, original others, until you leave, you're ageless until you leave the island. So is Ben gonna go back an old man? No, 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 no. no. See, Ben's not an original inhabitant of the island. I know. I was that's seeing why if you he, were paying attention. <laughs> that's why he grew older there. Mm-hmm. I got it. See? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Anyway, Alpert has left too. Yes, Alpert has left the island, but for brief period of times. Brief right. period of times. So periods not for year time. periods of time. Not for like, you know, 30, 40 years mm-hmm. kind of time. Right. Or 50 even. So, yeah. Mm. Interesting stuff. All right. So, Damien, Manchester, England. Yeah. Will you read that? Wrote in via 
email. Uh-huh. Um, hi, lost folk. <laughs> Love your work, guys, until you hear this podcast. <laughs> no doubt. It occurred to me that perhaps all the strange whispering that has been going on since season one could have been the future losties on one of their time jumps. I didn't think the first two episodes were classic by any means, but I think they were a good setup for potentially excellent future episodes similar to The Constant, the best episode by a mile. Okay, very cool, and and we'll definitely give you that. I mean, it's I, I absolutely loved I've heard somebody else say two. that the whispers could be the jumping. Yeah, we have heard that, the, the, kind of like them going backwards through time the party even and stuff. Last yeah. week. I think so. Yep. So anyway, uh, let's go to. That, I mean, that's a that's an interesting theory. Would you like me to? It's an interesting theory. Thank you. There you Much go. Much better. How, how about we go to Matt in St. Louis? I, I think he may be the one who is going to give us a hard time about Probably some of the have theories one for Chris too. Yeah. I'll, oh, and this is for Chris. It's an interesting theory. There we go. And here's here's Matt. Let's see what he has to say about what we said last week. Hi, my name is Matt. I'm from St. Louis. I'm calling for The Lost Show. Here is my comment. Uh, I heard your review uh, over the weekend, and this whole thing about John Locke uh, falling suddenly when he's near the Beechcraft when he's with Boone doesn't quite add up. And these are the continuity issues that people are talking about if you're going to subscribe to that kind of thing. John Locke lost the feeling in his leg when the trebuchet went off at the hatch. He lost the feeling in his leg and was unable to walk uh, long before he ever got within sight of the beach craft. Um, He lost the feelings in his leg before he had the vision of the beach craft. So I don't believe that the beach craft and the fact that he was underneath it when Ethan shot him had anything to do with it. If it did, then the writers have really screwed up. That's all I got. Thanks. All right. Well, let's. Matt, I don't rem- what do you mean before? Um, I don't. What does he mean before he got the vision of the Beechcraft? There was back in season one. There was a, vi- a vi- he had a vision of the Beechcraft before they actually found the plane. You got to go back. We got to go back. You're gonna have to watch that again. How about we just move on to what, what? just zero? No, go ahead. Because I thought that he had just as they were approaching the Beechcraft, he lost. The ability to walk, like they were walking to it. Yeah, I'd have to. I'd have to I'm, go back and I'm watch. I'm gonna go back and watch it again. I, I would have to go back and watch it again. However, there's Except enough. That is the only season that we don't have on DVD. Uh, well, ABC should have it, I believe. Shouldn't they? I guess. Maybe. I was just pointing out. Okay, so um, just saying. Be, before we take the phone line that's on there right now, we I want to go ahead and have us read. Uh, just Sue, she goes by Just Sue in our forum, uh, has some thoughts on this the same thing. Mm-hmm. So will you read that, Stephanie? It is down in the listener feedback. It's the I, first I quoted thing. I had to move screens. I was just telling you. I'm right, you. right here in the right spot. Leave me alone. Make me do all the reading. What? Hello, big, awkward, long silence. Why? Well, don't me and we'll be fine (laughs) i just finished listening to part two and i'm a bit confused about one point just one you're doing pretty good 
Um, I don't get the connection between Locke getting shot by Ethan and his temporary paralysis in whatever the title of that episode was. Do Ex Machina. Sure. When he and Boone found the plane. Someone in another thread pointed out that both of Locke's legs gave out on him in that earlier episode. It's also worth noting that he was shot moments after the plane crashed, but that temporary bout of paralysis hit him when they found it years later. I always thought that paralysis was an island manipulation to make sure he didn't climb the tree himself. That's That's kind of cool. That's an interesting theory. If you are looking for early evidence of a time travel story, there are hints out there. Like in further instructions, Locke starts to speak of himself in the past tense before correcting himself, saying, I was a hunter, I am a hunter. Then there are all the times when Locke suddenly seems to have outside information on what's happening with the island or what's supposed to happen. Watch the old episodes, especially the Locke-centric ones, and see if things don't start jumping out at you. When Locke set out with Saeed and Kate to rescue Jack from the others in Season 3, his behavior suddenly changed. Not only did he change his priorities from rescuing Jack to destroying the submarine, but he also chastised Ben for cheating by using modern conveniences and by coming and going from the island. Somehow, Locke knew that there were rules Ben was supposed to be following. Even Ben was struggling to figure out what was driving Locke's behavior and could only chalk it up to a fear of his father. I would not be surprised to find out that Locke, in that episode, was from the future or that his conscience had traveled back from the future the way Desmond's had. Or I could just be way off base. Well, I will tell you, I'm I, I really believe just Sue has got her hands, you know, right on yeah. on the pulse of, of that. And I think that those are great, you know, things to, you know, go back and see some of the original John Locke episodes. And, and now that she just even mentions those, it, it, a lot of that's just it's like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. But as far as, uh, regardless of when John Locke lost the use of his legs, um, the fact is, is that some people are saying he, you know, he did lose the, the use of both of his legs when approaching, uh, w- when he was around the beachcraft. So, and, and, and I can, maybe underst- the writers didn't know which one they were going to shoot him in yet. Maybe. Who knows? I don't know, but anyway, um, definitely interesting. I, I mean, it, we, it, it was, was an early on continuity error, like the penny picture. The penny picture. So basically, when you get the, you know, when we all Which wasn't really a continuity error, just a, a recasting. Recasting. So basically, when when they come out with the entire box set of mm-hmm. all six seasons, they will have reshot that mm-hmm. season one episode and just the one leg and just yeah. the one leg to support <laughs> our theory. No, just kidding. All right. Next up, we have uh, we have Marcus from Isn't someone on the line. Oh yes. <laughs> yeah. Let me check and see who's on the line with us. All right. So on the line, we do have Daniel from, I think, in Northern Kentucky, if I'm not mistaken. Really. Cincinnati. From Cincinnati. Okay. I feel better in Cincinnati. Why is that? Because Cincinnati is Kentucky. Okay, so Daniel, so what do you have for us, sir? 
Well, um, going back to the issue of that may or may not age, I just had this random thought and realized it could be realistic, and that is liken it to the Peter Pan fairy tale, Never Never Land, where when you're on Never Never Land, you never age. But when you leave Never Never Land, you do age. Right. Perhaps the island is the same way. So the way that Richard has never aged is that he always goes back to the island. Maybe Mr. Whitmore also never aged until he left the island. Hmm. I, I would agree with that. The only the only question is about Ben. We see him as a young boy, and obviously in this Never Never Land, he's growing older. He, he would be the only one, I think he's the only one who would be the example to use to to kind of illustrate that. Well, I was, I was even thinking that maybe it could explain why pregnancies don't work on the island. Because they can't grow, they can't gestationally grow and, and survive because they're right. not aging. Right, but yeah. if his son grew up there, well, okay, that shoots that one down. Yeah. Well, hey, um, it was an interesting theory, and we'll give you we'll give you one of these anyway. It's an interesting theory. And Stephanie says, "Call back when you got something better." No, I don't. <laughs> Daniel's my friend. Well, everyone's. Insinuates <laughs> 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 that Chris and me. Daniel's been to my house. How's that? Hey, Stephanie. Is it... You like that? Whatever. That is so, no, I'm not going to say that to Daniel because Daniel's my friend. No, I'm going to get up and leave. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> that is good stuff. Daniel, thanks for calling in, man. You're welcome. All right, bye. Oh, <laughs> I love you, babe. Whatever. I, no, I'm just I'm laughing because it's usually me in your shoes right now. <laughs> it feels good to be on the other I side have of the table. On. They're not. Re- Okay. You're, you've never been in my shoes. All right. Marcus from Cypress, California, wrote in via email with his concerns about Jack from the first two episodes. He says, I, do, I still do not trust Ben, although he has seemingly everyone wrapped around his little finger except maybe Hurley. Jack worries me because his character is so beaten down and he believes all that Ben says and is not paying attention. Also, what did Ben get out of the hotel room air conditioning duct? Very good question. And I don't know the answer to that. Yeah. So there is a guest to be Uh in the chat room who has asked several, several times, if you will play the clip of my dad saying, bring her out, Alex. Bring her out, Alex. Do you still have those? I don't have that one. Okay. However, it's in the archives. <laughs> that was some good stuff. It. That was some good stuff. Yeah, or completely embarrassing, you know. Why is that embarrassing? Because it's, it's your dad? <laughs> From Kentucky. All right, so anyway, let's move on. We have a couple, we actually have two more uh, bits of feedback. There is still time to call in. We have uh, We have one line open still. And so feel free to dial because in. Because we've closed down all the other ones. That's right. We're going to go to Dave in Columbus, Ohio. Hey, guys. My name is Dave, and I'm from Columbus, Ohio. Uh, I just started re- recently listening to your podcast. Uh, pretty good, you know, to work and uh, interesting uh, theories you guys have. And i got to add a couple, too, that I don't think I've heard yet. 
Uh, one is about when Claire says to uh, Kate, says, uh, don't bring him back, you know, or don't you bring him back. And everyone seems to imply that she's referring to Aaron, but she never says Aaron. She never says my baby or baby, however they say it in Australia, uh, or boy or anything like that. So I'm thinking <laughs> if that's what, you know, the writers want us to think it is, but it could actually be don't bring him back as in dead John Locke or, um, I don't know, maybe even Ben. So something to think about there. Um, the second one is Pierre Ching's baby. Uh, I have three ideas about this. One is it's just a baby. It's just it's a baby, nothing to it, red herring. Everyone's getting all worked up about it like we do on Lost. Um, the second one it seems like you guys seem to like is that it's Miles. Yeah, kind of see how it fits, but I just think it's too obvious. Um, you know, this is my theory, uh, you know, opinion. But number three is with this whole time travel uh, included, what about being Mr. Pike, uh, son's father? The reason I was thinking about this, yes, he's a boy, yes, he's Asian, uh, so those fit there, just like Miles. But um, we obviously know in the Comic-Con video, Daniel is with uh, Chang. Okay, so let, do we hear the baby crying? Let's say at one point Daniel is picking up the baby, trying to let him, you know, say, don't cry, don't cry, you know. And then all of a sudden, boom, flash, they time travel back in time. He's got the baby, it goes with him, and then he's back in uh, circa, you know, 1940 or so, uh, on the island. So now you have Widmore, Pike, um, you know, Ellie all there. They seem to be kind of controlling figures in the, or somewhat mysterious way on Lost. And then uh, we know that Pike and Widmore are associates, friends, whatever you want to call it. But it just kind of sits there. And uh, I don't know if it's necessarily going to be possible with the whole time loop paradox and whatnot, but pretty interesting thought for you. You know, maybe you'll like it. And uh, keep up the podcast and uh, go Bucks. Alrighty, Dave. Thank you for your call. Lots of interesting things there. We'll. I mean, basically, the only thing I can say with time jumping, you know, back forth, we don't know. But still, the only thing I can say is time will only tell. Yeah, that was bad. So <laughs> let's move on to our last caller uh, on the voicemail line, and this okay. would be our good friend Evan Ag mm-hmm. from the Lost Mysteries podcast. Hey, Cliff and Stephanie, this is Evan calling from the Lost Mystery Podcast uh, here in Centerville, Indiana. I was calling about um, all of the comments people have had about, you know, Lost jumping the shark and season five and all this stuff and, and how some people are really, really disappointed that they've taken this whole sci-fi turn, you know, supposedly. And um, I, I wanted to point out that, you know, as interesting as all this time travel stuff really is to some people, the more interesting question that they will have to answer is where or why this island has these really odd properties that were were so intriguing to the Dharma Initiative and others. You know, why um, is there a frozen donkey wheel that's down, you know, way, way, way below the surface of the earth? You know, how did it get there? What is this island that allows it to travel through time like this? I mean, so I mean, yeah, as, as interesting as this, the time travel stuff is, I don't think it's the core, you know, theme of the show. I don't think it's the major question that they're trying to answer. I think the, the, his, the whole mystery lies behind what this island is, how it got the way that it is, and um, those types of things, not really just this time travel stuff. I think it's just kind of fringe stuff that's uh, not really super important. But love the show, guys. Uh, keep up the awesome work, and I will talk to you later. 
Evan, thank you so much. In the chat room, Chef4575 says, if he went the rest of his life with never hearing the term jump the shark again, he'd be okay with that. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, um, basically on Grays, we have renamed that phrase, although we will not bring it up here because out of context, it just sounds really rude and nasty. <laughs> exactly. So uh, if you're a Grays Anatomy <laughs> fan and you listen to that podcast, then you know that there is a new term for shows that have run out of plot lines and are continuously just trying to bring in the cash with the number of viewers that they have. Alrighty. Uh, you know what? I, I, I brought it up. <laughs> What is going? Yeah, they broke the something or other. No. Um, what? Uh, if I tell you, we're just gonna have to explain it. So yeah, let's we'll not. move over it, and I'll tell you. Post, later. How about yeah. we do a post show and you tell okay. me about it? Yeah. All right. So you know, I, I lied. There is one more call, and this call comes in from Columbus, Ohio. Ohio. I think it's for Allison L. So here we go. She'll get the email or podcast. <laughs> this is war. <laughs> anyway, you had to be a part of the post show discussion the other night uh, to really get that. But anyway, happy birthday, Allison. Happy birthday, Allison. We love you. Anyway, uh, yeah, that that's pretty much it. Okay. That's all I have. Um, we do have a little bit what's coming up on Lost with uh, Bonnie. And yeah, I, my email box is already going to be filling up again. Yep. <laughs> For those of you who are in the podcast, we'll just say that we're having a friendly little uh, <laughs> You lost the friendly sometime in the middle of the night last night. <laughs> I it's, know. Yeah, it's just war now. All right. So basically what we're going to do is uh, we're going to stick our fingers in our ears and go la, 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 as Bonnie tells us a little bit about what might happen in the next episode of Lost. This isn't what was supposed to happen. It's going to happen. You don't want to know what was supposed to happen. I know. Because you don't know what's going to happen. You know what? I'm not going to find out. Don't you want to know? This is Lost Away Bonnie from Lost.about.com with this week's Lost Preview. The next episode is called The Little Prince and will be on this Wednesday at 9 p.m. on ABC. ABC's synopsis reads, Kate discovers that someone knows the secret of Aaron's true parental lineage. Meanwhile, the dramatic shifts through time are placing the lives of the remaining island survivors in extreme peril. We already know that Charlotte is in extreme peril. I'm not sure she's going to make it much longer, but maybe Daniel will get the island skipping to stop. Hopefully not before we see more of the island's past, though. I'm waiting to see Rousseau's story and the story of the Black Rock coming to the island. And there are several Frenchmen and a French woman coming up in the next two episodes. So I suspect we'll get Rousseau's story now. Okay, now this is somewhat of a big spoiler. I usually only give minor spoilers, but the pictures for this episode have some spoilers that I'm going to share with you now, so if you don't want to know, skip ahead. Okay, one of the spoilers is that Jack looks like he's hurt. He has wet hair or red spot on his forehead. 
And the big spoiler is that Kate and Aaron and I think Son are in a hotel room. It looks like Carol Littleton, that's Claire's mom, is also in a hotel room. So I'm thinking that Carol is going to meet her grandson, who she did see shortly after the Oceanic Six returned when he was a baby. Perhaps Kate is coming clean to Carol so that whoever knows the truth cannot use Carol against Kate. And perhaps Carol is also going to keep the lie of the Oceanic Six. I can't wait to find out what happens and how Carol knows about Aaron. For more information, read my The Little Prince guide and preview, and be sure to check out the photo gallery. This is Lost Away Bonnie Koval for Lost.About.com. All right, Bonnie, thank you so much for your preview, and we encourage you guys to stay connected with Bonnie. She's always got lots of great things going on in her little blog over at Lost.About.com. And she has always been great in giving us a little bit of a synopsis of what's coming up for those who are interested in such things. Anyway, Stephanie, we are going to wrap things up here and just want to say a couple things. Thank you, everybody who has been a part of subscribing to this podcast. We want to let you know there are many ways that you can get your voice heard in our podcast and in our community. The first off, uh, first and the best way is to call our listener line, area code 859-795-4067. And of course, uh, every Wednesday night and Friday night at 10, 10 p.m., you can join us live at gspn.tv slash live. You, there's a uh, Right now, there's 29 people in the chat room with each other just chatting away. Uh, the phone lines are open during the live show, so you can dial in and uh, leave your your thoughts and add to the conversation in real time. And, of course, we want to encourage you, if you are the type of person that likes to write, we would love for you to join our forum over at gspn.tv slash forum. gspn.tv slash forum. And uh, scroll down to the bottom. It's the biggest section on our site. It is the lost section. And there is a lot of great conversations that we didn't even get to touch on in this episode. We're already out of time. So we encourage you to go check it out in the forum, gspn.tv slash forum. Stephanie, did you have anything else you wanted to say? Nope. Guys, if you're bored and don't have anything else to do, check out some of our other shows over at gspn.tv. Stephanie, just name a couple of the shows that we have. Real quickly. Grey's Anatomy. Grey's Anatomy podcast. Private practice. Heroes comes back on Monday. We've got so an interview. look for a new Heroes podcast next week, and we're interviewing... Bria Grant. Absolutely. Um, who plays Daphne, the speedster. The speedster. Um, it's this really cool show called The Full-Time Mom. You can find it at the fulltimemompodcast.com. Fulltimemompodcast.com. Check it out. Anyway, lots of great stuff happening all the time. And uh, for those of you who are listening on the podcast, Desperate Housewives, we happen to know that you're a plus member, and we just want to say thank you for making our world go round. Until next time, stay stay lost. lost.